Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. Ed, what's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. I mean, uh, coming off of a pretty heavy combat sports weekend in Vegas, especially, which you were you were lucky enough to be there for um, your very first karate combat event. So I'm excited to hear you talk. Give me your live take on that and um, how it went uh, with all the uh, theatrics and the pit and everything. And then obviously uh, you were there in the house for two, UFC 296, which was the last pay-per-view of the year. Um and in my opinion, was probably one of the the if you were gonna not list top UFC events, that's definitely one of them. Um, but yeah, you know we're 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 coming down the line of twenty twenty three. Yep, winding down, gotten a couple events before the year ended, as you mentioned. You know, uh, so yeah, Friday night karate combat. I wasn't able to do the weigh-ins and the press conference for the UFC. Uh, it was too tight of a window. Uh, I wasn't familiar with necessarily where I was going for karate combat, so I didn't want to be scrambling last minute. Figured it'd be better to get there an hour early than an hour late after trying to figure out, uh, you know, all the logistics after after the UFC stuff. Uh, like I said, which was kind of backed up right to it. Uh, you know, the the start of karate combat. Um, so got there. Uh, visually, it looks awesome. I mean, the visual of the pit and the whole setup of the, of being like in like a convention center kind of hallway kind of gave mm-hmm. like that underground fight club vibe of going to like maybe like an underground New York, you know, like subway, kind, you know what I mean? Kind of like industrial building kind of thing in the middle of nowhere. Um, so visually it was awesome. Um, the fights were great. Um, you know, you warned me about shoes. You warned me about it, but nothing's going to change the fact that I'm 45 and standing, you know, standing for six <laughs> and a half hours is, is going to eventually take a toll. Um, and it did. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, it, it, here's, here's what happened. So there was 13 fights on the card. There was realistically, there was about six or seven of them that I was really into. So I made mm-hmm. sure that I had a, that I had was standing and had a good view for those six or seven fights. The other ones I kind of just cruised around, peeped the scene out. I was able to meet, uh, I was able to finally make contact with the great Nolan King, which was mm-hmm. cool. So we got a couple minutes to chat uh, before Sean O'Malley showed up and, and, and he had to go kind of do his thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, you know that that's that's I, I it, there was a lot of people there, a ton of celebrities. The most fights, I, the most fighter mm-hmm. celebrities I've seen at an event in, uh, I mean, a long, long. I mean, going back to the days when it like wasn't a big deal just to have you know Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz kind of strolling around with Dan Henderson and Marco mm-hmm. Huas. You know, I mean, there was it was a different era uh, where the money wasn't there. This time you had big names. I mean, uh, from Mike Perry. Uh, Sean O'Malley, Volkanovsky, uh, got fist bump Nate Diaz on his way into the arena. Um, got to meet uh, Dashvili, uh, Vicente Luque, uh, ran into George St. Pierre on the way out of the event. Um, Boss Rutten was obviously there. Uh, Claudia Gadelia showed up. Um, I'm prob- uh, Jalen Turner was there. Uh, the Njikawani brothers were there. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. there was a lot. It was, it, it was, it was packed. It, it was literally packed. I mean, it was, it was, it, you know, it was, it, you, you gave me the warning and it was exactly what you thought. People were, were mm-hmm. right. were crowded around the base. I didn't have access to the base of the thing, but I was about, you know, I, I at points I could get three, four feet away from the, the, the wall. Um, mm-hmm. but again, visually, and it was cool. Um, 
you know, if I win again, maybe I sh- I wouldn't show up an hour early and start standing. I might have to play it a little more strategic, but I highly well, recommend the event to anybody. I actually yeah. spoke with a promoter. It's kind of funny, a promoter who I'm not I'm not any other promotion, but a promoter uh, tapped me on the shoulder out of the blue during the event and asked me how I knew about the event. And jokingly, I told him it was from following him on Facebook, which I do. Mm-hmm. And somebody I've actually mm-hmm. had some conversations with uh, on, on on private messages on Facebook with. Um, but he doesn't know me, you know, in person. So I got to chatting with him. And, um, you know, he, he was kind of wondering what it is that allowed kind of this event to come out of nowhere and have a capacity house, you know. And, um, you know, there was a lot there was a few things. A, that it was new and fresh. You had a, something that nobody had ever seen before, at least, you know, most people hadn't seen before. You've seen it on TV if you were a, a pretty hardcore fan of this event. Um, and obviously they had a couple events you could have crept maybe into, or if you did media like yourself. But um, the average fan there, as far as they knew, this was like karate combat event number one. Mm. You know, like they didn't know, they didn't know that there was 42 other events necessarily and that, um, yeah. you know, they've been all around the world promoting events so um so it's fresh new um obviously all the big names i explained to him there's a little bit of social media push from some of the uh, characters on social media along with just a ton of celebrities in the crowd i said you put the, oh, that many celebrities in the crowd you're gonna draw it's gonna magnetize the mma fan to show up to it yeah uh, and a headlining event of Pettis and Henderson. I mean, as with with available guys to put a fight together, there's not really a better matchup that you're probably going to think of in the top, you know, over over an hour period where you could take two guys who are free agents at this time, who have a history of fighting, who both are down to fight again, and do it for a promotion that's not, you know, well, there's not going to be forty thousand people, you know, not fifteen thousand people in the crowd. You know what I mean? So they got Pettis Henderson, big names. Um, and and it just seemed like it was a great it was a success. I mean, it was it seemed like a massive success. I don't know where they're I don't know where they're I don't know how many tickets they gave away. I don't know how much of a gate they actually made. But as far as making a footprint in the fight world, uh, I think it was a huge success for him. Yeah, I mean, it was on YouTube. Um, Karate Combat has never really charged for to watch it. Um you could always all their events are on their website. All their events are on their YouTube channel. Before this, for a little while, they they they, they did some smart things to stay afloat. When they first started, they were doing these uh, live events. Um, they recorded it. It's funny you're talking about their very first event. The first event is actually recorded. Um, it's pre-recorded, and it's it's why they I think it's why they went back to doing it so often during. Between karate, uh, I think they called the first event Genesis, Karate Combat One and Forty Three, but um, it's actually really cool if you go back and watch their very first event. So it's, it's pre-recorded, but it's shot uh, on film like a movie, so it looks really cool. Um, then they tried doing a lot of things with uh, they they were doing a lot of innovative things with uh, combat sports. If you if you look at my early coverage of them. Excuse me, on SureDog.com, you'll see that there and, and the boss has talked about this on, on Rogan too. But the the gloves they use are kind of like the old Shooto gloves, kind of like these that I have here, old school Shooto gloves. So the gloves that they use for uh, for uh, the most of the events are like that. 
but uh, there was a sensor inside of it that was kind of like a Band-Aid that they put inside that they could measure the impact of the punches. There was a lot of technology involved in the early events. They even were doing something with mouthpieces where the mouthpiece was cut, was brought in. And I talked to the guy um, when they were in New York, I actually was standing right next to the guy that was, that was uh, one of the people that worked for the technology. And the name of it escapes because, it's, it's, again, this is 2019 um, when they were in New York. But um, what they could do, there's, there's apparently there's a way to track if you receive the concussion and, and, and see if you're getting CTE by the saliva that's in the mouthpiece that they, the fighter was wearing. Um, so they were doing a lot of innovative things that I feel like combat would have helped combat sports overall. And then as they advanced, uh, you know, obviously, like like you said, and it's funny because even when I talk with my training partners who watch a lot of fights and, you know, not not just the UFC, they said something pretty much like you said. They were like, I didn't know about karate combat until this Pettis Henderson card. So the fact that they're getting names and names not just in the pit but in the audience is helping with their brand. And it took them a long time to get to Vegas. Um, but um, there's a lot of when you're starting a promotion – Especially something that's, I mean, essentially, which is essentially kickboxing with a little bit of ground and pound. Um, there's a lot of like red tape. And, uh, you know, if, for folks that don't know, you and I know this because we've been following the sport for a long time. But if you haven't figured it out by now, promoting events uh, in combat sports, you, you, you uh, these commissions, it's, it's, I wrote something about this in my newsletter too. It's, it's like a good old boys network. So if, if you're not part of that network, you have to find it in, and it makes it very hard for you to hold events in certain areas. And then COVID happened, so it made it harder for them. So they, 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 a lot of their re recorded events that if you watch them now, they, they had their their like little studio in Florida for a long time. Um, and then um, you know, there's there's like management changes and stuff that happen. Creative decisions have happened as far as like the fighters. You're seeing more MMA fighters. As long as they have a karate base now, they can get in there. And it hel it's helping grow the brand. That's why they had the main event they had. Um, but, like, it, it's 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 what competitive karate, if you've ever done karate and you've ever trained with someone karate, and I have, and I said this last week, I did Ishin Roof for 11 years. Um, and I've talked with uh, the co-founder and, and former president, Adam, Adam Kovacs, who's also a uh, black belt karate and competitor. And, um, you know, it, this is what anyone that's that's got their heart in karate like I do as their initial, like, real true combat sport because they've trained in it and they fell in love with it. This is this is what you expect to see. This is what those B movies were made out of back in the day. You know, it's very there's very I mean, and you can you can agree that there's like a there's like a weird blood sport 90s vibe. Right. <laughs> to, to, to the whole for thing. Sure. For sure. It definitely yeah. had like a like a retro kind of feel to it. And, and um, I don't know if it was kind of like the space uh, theme that this one had, you know, it kind of like, it kind of felt like a little, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, flash Gordon-y kind of, you know, like, mm -hmm. like just kind of eighties, you know, uh, but like you said, with the, with the karate and, you know, you have the old, all the eighties karate movies. Um, mm -hmm. It was cool. And like, for me, like the highlight was basically like Raymond Daniels, because I feel like he's yeah. about as good as like, now, I don't know if he's pure. I don't know exactly his background. It might not be technically actual, you know, uh, I don't know if it's, I mean, I'm sure he has some kind of form of karate in there, but um, just his form and his style and his technique. 
um, and his precision and, and all that stuff and his ability to keep distance and be able to mm-hmm. do these crazy moves without getting countered. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole thing. Like everybody can do a spinning, not everybody can do a spinning back kick, but people that train can do that kind of stuff, but can you do it and not get friggin' countered with a, you know, with a hook that sends you spinning another, you know, two twists around, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So the fact that he's actually able to do it in live combat situations where he's got another killer across the mat or across the pit yeah. from him that that's trying to knock his head off is, is I find that just incredibly impressive. Plus like, you know, you don't see a lot of the, the kicks and stuff he does, you just don't see in MMA because of a lot of the takedowns and stuff. You can't do yeah, that. Exactly. You do that yeah. to a D1 wrestler, they're going to dump you on your head a lot of the time. So, yeah. um, but so just seeing that flash and like you said, that old school kind of feel to it, it it's, it's, it's got, it's, it's, it's a nice starting point, even though it's mm-hmm. at 43, this is a nice starting point for them to start to become uh visual to the public more now. And uh, yeah. I think, I think they just need to build off of the, the names. I mean, it's nice seeing Sam Alvey in there. Um, yeah, he won nice the heavyweight title. Yeah, you know, I'm happy yeah. for the guy being successful because there's all, you know, you can like, just like, you know, like you can think whether he should be in the UFC or not. That's a fair question based off of how it kind of ended. But I don't think anybody has anything bad to say about Sam Alvey. You know what I mean? He seems like he's a great dude who, who loves to fight and is gen- I mean, his name says it. He seems to always have a smile on his face. So um, mm-hmm. I'm glad it's nice to see some good things happen to, to good people, you know? Yeah. And, um, so and, like, like, we don't know what, 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 what it's 43 events. It looks at the, if you watch the event or if you go to a karate, karate combat, they're there, they, they do a karate con kind of like, the, um, I know UFC uses that fan token. Uh, I forget the name of the fan token, but karate combat has their own version of that. And they have an app where you can do votes and earn tokens and, and, and use them to, 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 vote on things and one of the things they said during the broadcast is like they're they, they're thinking about changing the grounded rule i don't know if it's an extension on time or whatever personally i i think it's fine the way it is um because if you start adding submissions and stuff like that or whatever then it's just mma you know like like, like it's just mma without wrestling you know because it, it, it has to be uh, trips and throws for the for the ground stuff to happen you can't you can't double like anybody um but it's um I'd make it 10 seconds. I, I personally being there, seeing it in live, the five mm-hmm. seconds is really quick. And I almost feel like the, like either don't have any at all or make it like 10 seconds because I didn't feel like enough could happen in that five seconds for it to be really worth the, mm. the whole, the whole effort. So it 10 seconds to me, like a guy can't just cover up his head and kind of, say hey just hit me three times i'm gonna survive five seconds guy yeah. gets unloaded on for 10 seconds you're gonna get a lot more stoppages and stuff so i think that that might be something that would help you know not- yeah, and I, I hate to say it because it's part of their brand but when I, I especially having felt it and leaned on it and stuff like that when when i covered the event here in new york i i feel the k the, the pit is just weird to me i feel like the pit is um it I, is I know it's weird. Cool. It is weird, but it's cool. And I think people probably said the same thing about a caged octagon. I think mm-hmm. if you have a brand and it's something that's kind of a part of mm-hmm. your logo, I think you roll with it. And I, I, it is mm-hmm. odd, but it also adds some some positions and stuff that you've never seen before. Like I've like, never seen a guy yeah. tilted up against a wall get kneed in the face. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, no. So that's why. That's why I'm like, I know that's not one that's gonna that's gonna go over well. But that's my personal take especially because i put my hand to it and i felt it it's the padding is not like it's not like that thick like the bellator and uh, ufc canvas there's some padding 
you know, for grappling as far as impact on the ground, but uh, like um, it's it's very canvassy and it can tear a guy's skin up. This is kind of like um, those workout puzzle padding mats that you can find in like you know Walmart or whatever. So that's kind of that's the closest thing I can think of. I mean, I don't know if that's what they always use, but that's what I felt when I was close enough to the karate combat fit that I fit that I was just like, oof, I would hate to dr- be dropped on this. But, um, I was surprised that the fighters run up the ramp and stand like stand on that wall between rounds. Yeah, that, that's, I was that's surprised by me. that yeah. because I kept waiting for a dazed fighter to try to run up there and just go head over heels over the the side of the thing. And and there was a couple. And that's times my concern. Yeah, misstep. So that was yeah. odd to me. That was that was new. I thought they would open because when I got there early, the doors were opened. Like they had mm. doors that opened on it. So what I, in my mind, I had, I pictured that they would open up the doors. They'd put set a mat thing on the ground. The corner man would come and talk to the guy. Oh, they just the first time I saw them yeah. run up that thing, I, and and I'd probably seen it before on television, but it was the first time I went, whoa! Like these. Dudes yeah, no, that, it's he, always been like that. Yeah, you know that just out of his face just got kicked <laughs> in the head, and now he's running up a ramp with. Yeah, a, yeah, I feel like there's, there's on the other fire side. <laughs> uh, to my knowledge, I mean, I, I've I've seen a lot of events, but it's, I don't know if it's happening. But to my knowledge, no one's like tweaked their knee or anything, being half knocked out running up and down that thing between rounds. So that, but that's a concern for me, and the, and the fact that you notice it too, you know, it's it's something they need to think about. And if they, again, with the doors, just they maybe just open those doors and let the guys, unless it's just, you know, it's probably like uh, structurally not sound to have them on both sides and having fighters enter on both sides because. They probably don't want them both leaving out and coming in the same way. It takes too much time between rounds. But um, one thing uh, that Anthony Pettis remarked on after the event was uh, he said himself, like, because he liked it, and he said he'd definitely do it again. But he said they'd have to do something about 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 the pit, um, not the not the design, but whatever. Like he he said whatever whatever it was made out of, whatever type of flooring floor matting that they used. Um, he, he he found it difficult to get a foothold on it, um, which is strange coming from him, especially if you watched any of the, the stuff leading up to, to fight night. You know, he was in there warming up and moving around. Um, but obviously, as the night goes, you know, with all the sweat and everything that goes with, during a live event, I don't know if you can speak on it more than I can. If they if they but I don't remember them doing a lot of mat cleaning when I was when I covered it in New York. So I don't know if they did that. Yes. So I, did, I never noticed it happening. It might have happened yeah. between fights, but I never noticed it or paid attention. So, the, so that that's there. There's something to be said there. But I mean, he definitely liked it. I hope it was, uh, you know, something that they did that they 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 won financially on, um, as far as ticket sales because the stream, again, it was free on YouTube and everything. And if you were watching it, I mean, you saw Eric McGracken put the the screenshot up after the fact. BKFC filed a copyright injunction against him right just before their guy fought on the, on the karate combat card. I don't know if that was just sour grapes because of what happened, but then the stream came back. I guess they realized this is stupid of us to attack the promotion. Did you see the tweet? Did you see the tweet they sent out? No, I didn't see it. Oh, BKFC caught it like immediately. They sent out a tweet like mm. while it was happening. Oh, and they okay. said they said it was an accidental thing mm. because they were playing their clips. And I guess it automatically like triggered something. That makes because, sense. Yeah. And so they pulled it, they dropped it immediately. And they said that not only do they love karate combat, but they're apparently in talks about some kind of collaboration in 2024. Mm. So, that 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 would be, I mean talking about like not for nothing i mean and again you know the, again this is something that scott coker never gets credit credit for you know that 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 would be nice to see more in combat sports rather than than hating on each other maybe maybe oh look look we maybe we're, we're both onto something here 
imagine the karate combat and you take away the gloves. You know what I mean? Like yeah, bare knuckle karate. But <laughs> it'll be just, like, I mean, even like, just the crossover of rosters opens the mm -hmm. door for uh, huge for for karate combat and for BKFC. And BKFC yeah, because you you know there's a lot of international flavor in karate combat. Um, mm -hmm. So that obviously helps BKFC with their expansion to some of these some of these other countries. Yeah. And, and, and their welterweight guy didn't. Get, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like they're, they're that guy that 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 broke violated his BKFC contract. I mean. Regardless of his business acumen or whatever, the sense, I mean, he's he's somebody you want to watch because he won that night, right? No, he got folded. Uh, that's what even oh, makes it folded? more interesting. He yeah, got so there you go. Quit. Yeah. So that's I mean, that's my thing is like some some random hillbilly looking dude with a mullet just finished off the you know the champion mm -hmm. of BKFC. Yeah. And B and, and that's why, you know, it, that was initially why I was thinking, oh, they're sour grapes. But then they sent that tweet out real quick, which clarified okay, that hey, this know. was yeah. a, this was kind of a rogue thing that happened. We didn't mean it to happen. We love this we love everything they're doing and we want to work, you know, we're planning on talking to work with them in the future and, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, it got, it got fixed fairly quick, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think the exchange of roster, I mean, there's some guys and, you know, and being able to bring kicks for some of the BKFC guys who, you know, have kind of, okay, well, I'm, I've submitted to just throwing bare knuckle. Now I can, you know, go get a paycheck, go fight over there, go throw some kicks and, you know, and, and make a payday and, and be a name for them, you know? So I think any, all that stuff is good. I think anything where you can mix and match fighters to help make, make main events. I mean, um, I mean, who wouldn't want to watch Luis Palomino and be in, in credit combat, right? Even, mm -hmm. even, even Mike Perry, like those, you oh, know, I mean, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's a bunch of guys that could, uh, and the guys that you don't know about, like Josh K from karate combat, Josh K Hagen, uh, Edgar Scrivers, um, I'm trying to think off this is off the top of my head. I, I can't remember uh, um, who's the guy that I interviewed way back in because uh, uh, these guys train out here in New York. Um, El Haji Nador, that's his name. Um, I mean, he was he was he, he was a big name. The, the Dominican fighter. Uh, can't remember. Dionisio Gustavo. Dionisio, the Dominican dude, the, the karate guy out of Dominican Republic, which if, and if you don't know that there's talent and uh karate talent in the dominican republic you just watch this guy and then you'll find like if you watch dominican fighters that are coming from dominican republic you'll see they have a deep love for like taekwondo and striking even when i was the last time i was down there i had a sakuraba t-shirt on and when the guy that worked at the resort was like yeah i do you know and it was just it was funny how common it was down there you don't think about that when you when you when you're going to the caribbean but you know just just to show how far the art reaches um, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of talent out there. Uh, Jonas Correa, trying to think who else is uh, fighters that like people would love to see. Guys that if they went to BKFC because of their their karate training, like they're they're there's no they're breaking bricks and, and boards and stuff on the regular. Their hands aren't breaking at BKFC. You know what I mean? So like oh. these guys, these guys are, are are literally if they if they wanted to try BKFC, the thing is. Especially like Al Haji, because I interviewed him for Sure Dog. He's somebody that loves karate so much. Like, I mean, I know he's had some issues, you know, negotiating with Karate Combat, and because of again, you know, a, a new promotion coming up, just forty-three events. You know that you're gonna have some 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 rough financial times. But I, I hope going to Vegas and this event puts them over enough that whatever the future holds, and they got a new president. I forget what his name is. Um, we'll see what happens, but I, I still think, uh, whatever, 
COVID, whatever Kovacs and them started, man, I, I, I've i always loved Karate Combat. That's why I've written about them so much at Sure Dog and, and my MMA news. Um, and, and I just like that vibe, man. I, I've, I love I, I That's why I told you about the shoes. I would love to go to another Karate Combat event as a fan and just grab a drink and, and cheer like like I'm, I'm some extra in uh you know best of the best best of the best part too because like a like, video game the old yeah. video game <laughs> yeah. with the crowds right and they did that for like their first 10 15 <laughs> events if you looked they, they chose locations like they went to to greece and 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 she used like an old arena or whatever i forget um that was why they did it on the top of the event that i covered here in new york they're at the top the top of the of uh, freedom tower i mean it was it was just they just all these unique events and the, the, they had to stop it because it caught. They're like they even said it publicly. They're like, we, we want to keep on that. We know you guys love it. It was like it was like watching a a, a live action video game. That's what. That's, and I love that. I love the whole vibe of it. But we'll see, man. But I'm glad you went. And 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 now you know. You know, just bring. Bring a folding chair with you or something. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just it'll just take more planning and, you know, mm -hmm. no realizing that there's no real, you know, that I don't need to get there early. I'm not telling other people mm -hmm. not to get there early and get the best view possible, but I, I can get there and I can walk around and you can pretty much catch the action from several angles. So you're going to well, you know. mingling, mingling. And, and it's a great like it's a great event to mingle at with other fight fans because of that environment of surrounding the pit like i that's how i met the guy that i interviewed about the with the mouthpiece thing and i'm sorry i don't remember his name again this was 2019 and i'm not a young man anymore so I'm, i didn't take my lion's mane today so my 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 memory's not not my my neurons aren't firing off the way they should but like i was there just to cover the event and i'll take my pictures and and we were talking and i just mentioned to him that i was there for sure dog and he told me well i'm here i'm working with them with the innovative this and that and it turned into an article you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, just like you said, all those people that are there to, to watch it, it's really like one of those underground rich people fight clubs. And, and I think that's what's so cool about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd add, I'd actually, I'd add, a, uh, I'd add an extra couple sets of bleachers just mm -hmm. so you have that option, maybe push them back 30 feet if you want. So that the people that want to stand up front, so it looks mm -hmm. visually different on television, you know, that's fine. Um, but I, I, that's what I would do. Um, I'd piggyback off the UFC three times a year if I were them. I'd, I'd mm. do I'd do a December show. I'd do a July show for Fight Week. Like I'd have an international. If the UFC is not going to run second shows in International Fight Week, if I'm Karate Combat, I'm booking a show every July, and I'd do one in March too. Every time the UFC swings to Vegas, I'd do it three times a year there. Maybe do a show or two outside of those. Stick to mm -hmm. five six shows a year. Don't 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 go crazy and. Um, and, and really focus on just developing it and building a fan base. Where, where was the venue in Vegas? Was it out it was, the strip, um, near the strip? Where, it was like, basically the convention. It was basically the convention center uh, where they've okay. had like expos. It was on the other side where it was called maybe resort or yeah. some kind of, it was, you know, I don't remember what the sign said. I, I really don't remember, but um, basically it was a convention center. So mm -hmm. it was just a hall, you know, a big, their posts and scaffolding set up and, you know, like while you saw the, the stars and all that, like that was mm -hmm. just scaffolding for me. Like it was mm -hmm. all green, uh, blue screen, <laughs> yeah, green yeah. screen, whatever. Like so, I just saw scaffold, and and that's where a lot of the uh, media guys were sitting. By the end of the night, it was just up on the scaffolding. Uh, yeah, no, I saw, I, I saw their stuff like like after the fact. I was like, wow, Matt had better seats than the media guys. As far as it was crowded, close. it was crowded. Like you talk about mingling, mm -hmm. and you and that's how it was kind of for the prelims. Mm -hmm. But once that main card started, especially about halfway through that main card, it was body to body packed. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say like I would expand it a little bit. 
and, and but they can still have it in the same exact place and just pull everything away a few feet. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of of what they're doing, you know. Just wind mm-hmm. it out a little bit, add a few more rows of of standing, maybe throw a couple more bleachers in the back, just the aluminum bleachers, so people can rotate up there, go go yeah. s- sit on their ass for five minutes and rejuvenate, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then get take back. a break and come back. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, even if they just kind of put them off to the side with a big screen in front of it, just up, you know, because that's what I did. I went to the the food court basically area and I, <laughs> I pulled up a chair and I watched it on the screen when it was in between fights that I was, you know, that I, uh, that I wasn't super interested. But if the yeah. action picked up and it was like, oh, these guys are squabbing, like when those two those two women were fighting. It was like mm-hmm. okay I, after that first round, it was like I'm walking over there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go catch some of this action, you know. So so that was what was it was available, but just just some small things that I'd tweak that would make it a little more fan friendly. They sold no merchandise. That that'll be a that'll be a confusion to me because I I feel like there's always a market for some cheap T-shirts and you know a couple posters that don't cost the promotion anything to do. Print a hundred shirts, have twenty posters signed. And if you don't sell the shirts, you just carry them over, you know, just make a, just put Karate Combat logo on them and your posters mm-hmm. don't cost you anything. It costs you $10 to print them. And if you sell three of them, you've made, you know, 150, 200 bucks. So, yeah. Um, and they do have a shop, which is weird, but like, like, like you would think, I mean, they, they sell rash guards. They sell Karate Combat geese. They sent me a t-shirt. I have, I have a t-shirt in the closet here. You know, um, they were giving away some stuff. They were tossing away hats and stuff, but it wasn't high quality stuff. Yeah. So it was like they printed some stuff that was kind of really cheap that they could just give away for free, mm. rather than a couple, you know, mid grade shirts that you could you could sell for twenty bucks. Yeah, like they have and, fight shorts. They have a lot of good stuff on, on the on the. If you go to their website, um, yeah, I have, mean, my group alone would have bought a handful of shirts, a couple posters. Mm. I mean, we were looking; they were looking for merchandise to, to to because they all everybody thought it was cool to watch. You know, everybody thought it was something different and. And like that. So, um, mm. you know, I guess transition to the UFC. Let's talk about a karate fighter who just signed with the UFC. I jumped the gun last week, thought MVP had signed with PFL. <laughs> Turns out in perfect fashion, it's announced mm-hmm. shortly thereafter during, during UFC 296, I guess that, um, that, uh, Michael or after it was the post fight. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. The Dana White said at the post fight press okay. conference, um, that, you know, uh, Michael Venom page MVP, uh, from Bellator fame fought in BKFC also has signed with, them to fight Kevin Holland. So good fight. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that he didn't try to put him on the contender series or some kind of disrespectful BS. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, get, yeah. he gets a rightful spot on the main card to try to prove himself. Yeah. In a, in a, yeah. In a fight that, in a fight that he, if he wants to be a top contender, he should be able to win. You know, Holland's a game, but he's kind of a mm-hmm. gatekeeper in sense a little bit at this point. Um, he's fights yeah, everybody. But- so we were. Yeah. I was talking about this with with the guys that I trained with last night, and uh, you know because they they saw that fight announcement, and you know they know that I've covered a lot of Bellator, and again they're 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 very seasoned and they're and they're watching them. You know they don't just watch UFC. So we were talking about it, and and you know, um, I we like the matchup a lot. Um, the only thing I said that that makes me lean Holland a little bit is because the quality of opponents he's had. I mean, and again. You know, and not MVP hasn't fought a bunch of uh, tomato. Characters. He's fought some solid guys too, but I just think the frequency of when who fought who it favors Holland more. But that could be a double-edged sword because it could, it could also be you know something that the damage taken from these high-quality opponents affects him long term. So that's what makes it such a great matchup, though. I, I think, uh, and Holland's a kung fu guy, so you know it'd be it's it's almost like a karate kung versus kung fu match. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he just tries to 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 because he does have the who's his jujitsu instructor. He always names like I'm always forgetting somebody well known. Kevin Holland's uh, jujitsu instructor. He's got a black belt under. Is it Travis Luter? I forget. I forget who he said is somebody. So, but somebody well known. And and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. But again, I didn't take my lines made today. So, but yeah. So it's it's a really good fight, and I wouldn't be surprised if the odds favor Holland. I didn't look at any early odds. Everything I've seen right now is like a coin flip, a slight, Mm. like minuscule favorite towards like, like minus one Oh five. Yeah. And you know, but, but you know, like one Oh five. Yeah. But MVPs just his did that. Ed seems to have frozen up a little bit here. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. You're back now. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Um, yeah, I was saying um, MVP's narrow frame. You know, it seems like he's got no. You know, the new fight fans that did never, if have never seen him fight before, will be like, oh, you know, uh, not a great. Um, you know, he doesn't look like he has a lot of power. But I mean, he he just separated Goichi Yamauchi's tendon by kicking him in the in the in the top of his knee. The That's dude, I mean, he's one. he caved in freaking uh, Cyborg's skull with a knee strike, like. The dude's the dude is like it, I think he, I remember Bruce Lee talking about uh, striking power and he uh, like uh, he said he says something along the lines of like an an iron an iron chain with an iron ball at the end of it and the snap and the snap the power of the snap at the end that's what I think of when I think about Michael Venom Page's power so it's something if he if he does something like that to Kevin Holland the 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 fandom machine of the UFC is gonna elevate MVP to Lord knows, Patty Pimblet levels, <laughs> or or Conor, you know what I mean? Like, because MVP has been like a fan kind of icon in Bellator. So for for folks that were hating and not watching them on Bellator, if he puts on a show like he did at for anything he did at Bellator, um, people people are going to be the dude's going to be the, on the cover of the next UFC game. You know, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, no, I look forward to that matchup big time. Uh, but that's at what two ninety nine, I believe. Two ninety nine, yeah, it's March. Yeah, March. So, um, so let's get to two ninety six from this past weekend. Uh, no up, no major upsets on the main card. Everything seemed to uh, go as planned, uh, barring I guess the opening fight, which of the main card uh, saw Josh Emmett. Um, I mean, just put a brutal knockout on Bryce Mitchell. Um, oh yeah. I mean, one that it was a that was that was one one for the record books. Everybody jumps and it's like, oh, this is the most brutal knockout in UFC history. I don't think it was that, but it was um, it was for for lightweight dudes. It was it was as, as dumb, you know, destructive of a punch. And it was a scary moment when you start seizing out in the ring and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. um, you, you know, I, I hate to see that. Um, I like to see the knockout. I'm not going to lie. I hate to see the aftermath, I guess, which is probably, uh, you know, uh, you know, a little hypocritical of me, but, yeah. um, but the knockout well, that's, itself that's... was something that it's, it's what yeah. all fight fans go through, you know, mentally, yeah, exactly. if, you're, if you're a normal person, you know, your reason watching this with hoping that nobody suffers, mm-hmm. you know, neurological damage that, that yeah. turns them into well, something that they're not, you know? Yeah. Cause you, we, it's not like we don't, you know, you, you know, we're, we do care about the fighters. It's, if you're a fan of them, you, if you're a fan of them, you're a fan of the sport, you care about the fighters. That's what, um, when I spoke with Eric McGracken, you know, 
he's been getting a lot of shit lately because of he's he's posting you know he did the, the thing with the cte and all that he's doing it for their benefit it's a good thing that he's doing and i asked him the very same thing and he was just like yeah he's like it's because i love the sport because i love what these guys do that i'm trying to advocate for all this stuff i don't hate it you know because the internet's a weird place they think they think because you're asking for you know a little bit of oversight that you hate things no you just want it to be good enough for people to to enjoy and, and not worry about anyone dying but um that's beside i'm, I'm you know that's beside no no point. you're 100 <laughs> right but but josh emmett picks up the huge win there yeah um just uh josh emmett ariana lipsky and shamil gaziev they got performance of the night bonuses and then the fight of the night was Irene Aldana versus Carol Rosa, which was on the prelims, which I, I would have been mad if they didn't get that bonus. Cause... The prelims were fire. Prelims, <laughs> yeah. had, 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 had the prelims just been a fight night, like an Apex yeah, yeah. card, we'd be talking about it like it was one of the best fight nights of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you had people dropping left and right uh, going down. You had fights back and forth. The, like you said, the, the Rosa Aldana fight was incredible. Garbrandt picks up a big knockout. Lipsky finally looks like the killer that came out of KSW. I mean, mm. it's taken a few years now. But she put on a performance, one of the best performances I've, I mean, it was flawless. And you saw it from like the first like 10 seconds the fight started. The minute mm-hmm. she came out there and threw like a combination, you were like, oh, okay, she's on tonight. Like this, this might be what was promised when she got here. Um, yeah. You know, and, and gave her the name Queen of Violence. You know, I see a lot of people saying that's Joanna, but, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. you know, right now uh, after that performance and, and she had the brutal knee bar a, a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, a devastating arm bar this time. Um, she's mar- she's marketable as hell. So she, if she puts together a little bit of a, uh, a streak, I think uh, I think she could be something that uh, you know it moves up in the division pretty quickly. You want to go check on that? I'll keep talking. <laughs> that's a that's our mascot getting a little crazy in the background. So, um, but really quick, I wanted to comment on. Um, uh, uh, early in the fight, well, the early prelim, Tagiro Ulubanka versus Col- Cody Durden. I'm sorry if I messed up his name. The face crank submission. It was it was the first submission of the night. Um, even though Cody Durden lost, I found I I found his um, you know, it's one of those things where where if if you follow combat sports and you see folks that are constantly attacking, eventually. You're gonna hit something, and Cody Durden just had no choice but to to attack, to to uh, you know defend and defend. And um, uh, Ulimbekov, uh, you know, was able to sink in that submission. But I was still impressed with Cody Durden the way he avoided all the other submission attempts before that. That was like the first submission of the night that I, I mean, that that kind of let me, you know, those first three fights where where it was TKO, TKO, and then that submission. That was kind of set the pace for the night that I was just like, man. Matt pro- Matt's probably throwing his beer into in, into the crowd out of a sheer excitement. No, I was happy at that point. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, at that point, I think I mentioned to, to, to the person sitting next to me, three fights, three finishes is a great start. Um, yeah. You yeah. Know, so, like you said, you had this, I mean, it didn't stop. You had, then you had the submission by Lipsky, you had the knockout by Cody. Then you mm-hmm. had, I mean, your first decision of the night was the fight of the night, which was, Mm-hmm. You know, an all timer. I mean, you know, it's not a top 10 fight of all time, but you don't you it was a fight that was great by two pe- women that went in there. And I mean, it, you talk about leaving stuff in the cage and taking everything the other ones got to throw. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Rosa showed a, uh, a hell of a chin, man. I mean, yeah. Aldana was dropping some bombs on her by the end of the second round, third round, and she stood in there. And uh, I mean, she came. They both came out bloody messes and beat up, but uh, an outstanding fight. Um, Metafield Jacoby followed that up with another decision, but that was that was a banger too. I mean, yeah. you had both guys get dazed at times where they were kind of stumbling. Oh around, my god! <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, does, you, I, you couldn't come any closer to a knockout than Menafield. Yeah, I feel like every know? punch he threw is that was a potential knockout. The way he was throwing it, it just seems like that dude. That dude throws the kitchen sink into every single punch he throws. Yeah, it really was. I mean, he was bringing yeah. him from you know Florida. Every one of his punches, you know, <laughs> just swing. You know, so um, that was that was great. And then, like I said, the main card kicked off with a devastating knockout. Pimblet Ferguson wasn't great, but it it was it was probably what all of us should have expected. You know, we let our hearts talk a little bit for Ferguson. The reality well, is that it's it, he's 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 just not the same. He's just not. So and, you know, and, he's not he's not the same. But I, I will say this: I'll, I'll and and I like that Patty Pimblet brought it up. I wrote an article out. You can check out have the link to to his post fight interview in the article. Um, where he talked, you know, because they asked him about Ferguson. He talked about the 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 fandom, the weird UFC fandom that exists now, and to have it come from him because he's one of those guys that are are that has the kind of fans that 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 are are really fucking weird about it, and then and then they absolutely hate you as soon as you lose. Like he he addressed that in his post fight press conference. But the other thing that I loved when they when because you know everyone that they asked Dana White, they asked they asked Pimlet, do you think Tony Ferguson is done? And Pimblet, you know, as a fighter, was the first one to say, you know, none. He's like, no, not at all. When he's done, he'll let us know when he's done, you know. And um, and Tony Ferguson doesn't look like when he he wants to be done, but that I mean, I think we know that about it, about most, especially in combat sports, you can't tell someone to retire like they'll know when it's time to retire. And I honestly, Pimblet said something along the lines like, okay, you know, maybe stop putting him against us up and coming guys that are that are that are you know racking up wins they're like put him put him against i forget the names he put out there he put other names out there and he even pimblet said it was like if he fights those guys he beats them you know mm -hmm. um and and I, I i couldn't help but agree with him i mean i i i know you said like the we're we're voting with our hearts or whatever but i honestly i i'm, I'm still on the Tokyo Tony Ferguson hype train. I, I like Tony Ferguson. I, I, I don't just, dislike the guy. I just, I don't, I think the days of being a world champion, the days of being a top 10 fighter have passed. And I don't think mm. there's anything wrong with that, you know, but there, there, cause, cause he, he mops the floor with Pimblet five years ago. Well, that's five years thing. ago. That fight's over in a round and a half. And even Pimblet was like, like Pimblet said afterward, he was like, I don't know how he got through the first run. I gave him everything I had and admitted. He was like, I was spent after that. Like, and, and it showed in his fight. Like he, he admitted, he's like, yeah, no, you know, they, they he's, he even said like, you know, he's a second degree black belt or whatever. And he, he credited his training. He's like, if I wasn't that well-versed in submissions, he, he would have got me in something, you know? So, so it's, it's, it, it speaks, it still speaks to the, to, to the level. Like the, that's why I like what, what Pimblet said, you know, I like Patty Pimblet from his Cage Warriors days. I, I think it's weird. I, I know he wanted to wash off the Jared Gordon fight with this fight. I don't know if he did that, but the fact that he addressed dressed it the way he did, addressed the fan, uh, talked about the situation with the, with the UFC fandom right now, and the way he handled this fight and gave Tony Ferguson all his respect, I, I, uh, I, I'm still curious to see where his career goes. 
I'd like to see Ferguson and PFL fight, trying for a million dollars. I'd like to see him go over there and try that, try try the route Pettis did. Mm-hmm. Now it didn't work out for Pettis and stuff, but still got his name in the news, got him to headline some events. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of what it, probably where I'd go because I don't want to see Perry. I don't want to see Ferguson buried on prelims. You know, like mm-hmm. where he, you know, he doesn't deserve to be down there. But I don't, I, I, I just don't, I don't see him beating guys that would be pay-per-view main card worthy fighters you know what i mean and i that's mm-hmm. not just that's no disrespect the dudes put on wars you know i've been privileged enough to watch the man compete in front of me you know a, a few times um but i just i i was surprised by how i'm i mean this is the same thing that's gonna go for wonder boy in the next fight you know i know that they fought good opponents but they both just looked like hell this is gonna go for the main event as well i mean <laughs> we're there it was like there was like a wave of like where you felt like, oh, okay, like these guys are just older. These mm-hmm. guys are older. They've had their days. And now Pimblet, uh, uh, Rekmanoff, and Leon Edwards, it's it's their time to shine and, and really yeah. produce, you know? And and that's just the, the, unfortunately, as MMA fans, when we become attached to these fighters, mm-hmm. um, especially the old school fighters, when, you oh, know, man. there was, it was a, when Ferguson hit the scene on the Ultimate Fighter and stuff, like it was a, it was still a different, generation of mma you know we were ufc was in the you know the mid 100s um and and he he kind of popped on the scene with this flashy you know kind of bizarro you know uh you know attributes about him that made it kind of mysterious a little bit and he would then he would go out there with his funky style and destroy fools you know so i mean he, he he really was robbed of of a chance at fame and glory as far as worldwide recognition um, by the UFC, just for some reason, refusing to ever really give him that title shot. And I know he had some stuff fall through with uh, Khabib. Um, I don't know if any of those were actually title shots, but um, I don't think they were now that I think about it, but um, he should have, he, 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 he deserved a title shot. Yeah. I mean, he was an interim champion, so he was always close. Yeah. He was an interim I mean, champion. That the, the whole thing that happened with COVID, and then the the the, the twice weigh in, the the pushback, the whole fight that through Justin Gaethje thing, it's like it, he was always the circumstance was never on his side. You know, like when he had that title, I like to this day I'm like, why did okay he got injured and you stripped him of, of the of the title? Um, you know, there's there's guys that they, that they don't do that to. They'll wait John forever Jones. for them to come back. You know, exa- yeah, exactly. I'm just like. John I'm just like you know. Why did you? Why did you do that to Tony? Like, is, I mean, because he speaks his mind a little too often, you know. Because he he has spoken up against like favoritism and Dana White privilege and all that stuff. So it, it's just it's just one of those things that I'm like the guy, the guy. I, there's a reason why a lot of fans like him because you know the guy the guy doesn't, you know, he's almost like uh I don't want to say like like he doesn't look to 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 stir the pot like Nate Diaz does when it comes to the promotional you know, not doing what he's told type of thing, but you know, he, he's, he's just somebody that, that I don't know. I, I, I just feel like in another dimension, if he doesn't tweak his knee saying hello to that jerk off at Fox sports, I forget the guy who was that it happened with, but um, I'm, I'm great. I'm doing great. Remember names. He, destroy, tonight, he, de- he destroys Ferguson or he destroys a, yeah. he, he, he beats McGregor. No problem. If, yeah. if, if the prime Tony Ferguson had gotten the fight he deserved with Conor McGregor, he would have taken the title before Khabib. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. If if Diaz didn't jump in the mix somehow, and and we didn't have to, we didn't have a boxing match with Floyd Mayweather, and and Diaz getting two mm-hmm. fights that really, you know, and even Dosanio. I mean, Dosanios was up a weight. Well, no, it was up at lightweight. I mean, there was really no reason to avoid, you know, and the UFC just figured out a way to not. Mm-hmm. really want to get Tony too much involved with a bunch of that stuff. And, and they, I think they knew it. I think that they knew he'd beat McGregor at a time where they wanted to ride the McGregor train for a couple of years. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really what happens. So, um, you know, if it's his last main big fight, you know, all the best, but like you said, he has no intention of retiring. I'd like to see him mm-hmm. in PFL. I think that competition there might help rejuvenate him a little bit and he might have a chance to make a nice, nice, healthy payday. I don't know if the paydays came, will ever release <laughs> this. I have no idea what the UFC is paying him anymore at this point mm-hmm. of his career after some of these losses, but, um, you know, great career regardless, regardless, he's going to be remembered by MMA fans. And I think that that's the main thing when it, when it's all said and done is that yeah. the history looks kindly upon you. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who might set some history of their own, uh, Shevkat Rachmanov, um, continues to go undefeated, moves to 18 and 0, finishing Stephen Thompson. Um, again, yeah, Thompson, first, first Thompson, guy to submit him, too. Yeah, Thompson looked slow, he looked like he got backed up to the cage, his footwork wasn't as prime Thompson y. Um, hurts to see, but I, again, it's just one of those things that I just father time's undefeated, you know, mm-hmm. other than maybe Randy Couture and you know, uh, a couple people on this planet, uh, LeBron yeah. James, Randy Couture and, you know, Tom Brady. I feel like it's because of Randy Couture guys keep going longer than they can because they like, you know, he did it. Why can't I do it? And, I think you know, so. Not, God bless him for trying, you know? Yeah, no, I have no issue. I mean, and they're challenging the shit out of themselves mm-hmm. fighting these, these guys, but, uh, Rachmanov's a killer, man. I mean, he's not super flashy, but everything he does is precise. And um, has yeah, you had, to just, it. that's the thing about like fandom that bothers me. It's like if, if if you're a fan of just how folks train and stuff like that, and you, and you get some training in yourself, Rachmanov is not boring to you. He's 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 just a wonder. Like watching that fight, I was just like, okay, yeah, pressuring against the cage is not not that fun to watch. But when you look at the the chess the chess game aspect of fighting. It made sense. Like, okay, Wonder Boy needs space to do all the stuff he does. So let me take that away from it's him. It's what you, know? you do against Wonder Boy. And it turns out he yeah. Rachmanov had a foot injury anyway. So mm-hmm. I think it was a little slower of a pace than would have happened had. Like, I think that takedown probably happens earlier in the fight mm-hmm. if if he goes in that fight, what appears to be without that injury. Um mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and I don't mean like boring because I wasn't bored at all during the fight. You're just not going to see a Raymond Daniels spin kick out of him. You know, I like, I don't think I like, you're not going to see that flash and the, and the craziness that, that McGregor might bring, but you're just going to have mm-hmm. a guy in there. Who's like a Fedor style, you know, prime robot killer that goes in there and does everything perfectly. And like you said, to somebody who trains, especially with at your level, you're able to look at that and go, my God, that's like, that's perfect. Every yeah. that, that timing, the, the, yeah. the game plan, everything he did, all of his movements were exactly mm-hmm. how it's supposed to go. And yes, it took him some time to get into that position, but it was, you could see the movements of his body getting there and, and the yeah. adjustments he was making to, and it's to, not, it's position. not like wonder boys is a sucker. Like, like it's, it, it, it didn't make it easy for him. That's why it took him time to get there either. You know, it's, first it's, time he's ever been submitted yeah. in, his, in his career. So, I mean, it's just, it, you know, it's one of those things, Rachmanov, I think he's probably the, 
I mean, it looks like Mahabala Muhammad will probably be the next title contender for Leon Edwards. Rightfully mm-hmm. so, probably deserves it. Another guy yeah. who's not the most aesthetically pleasing fighter, but just like Ferguson that we're mentioning, he doesn't deserve to not get his opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Fan or not, like we shouldn't. This should be a. This should be somewhat of a sport. You know, you, once you earn, <laughs> yeah, once yeah. you earn your place, you should get the title fight, yeah. regardless of how many instagram followers you have or Mm -hmm. what your body shape looks like or you know how you know what i mean like none of that should matter at that point you know yeah it's funny big country goes on a 10 fight win streak big country should be fighting for the title even if he looks like a fucking slob you know what i mean and at the at the end of the day i think i think i think in the in in mma as long as it's around been around as long as it's going to be around at the end of the day that's what's going to matter the most and even if you look look at khabib's uh you know like khabib was winning and winning and winning. He was, he didn't do anything other other than fight and win. Look at your boy Fedor. Fedor was a man of very little words, but there's a reason why he's he's considered one of the greatest of all times in the sport is because at the end of the day, the wind the wins are what counts the most. And I, I just saw, talked to a fighter, Dedrick Sanders, that fought on Friday night uh, over at Nashville Underground, over at Spectation Sports, and he's somebody that no not on anyone's radar. I mean, probably the UFC's radar now is he won his fight. He's he's gotten. I think he's on a five fight win streak now himself, and he's just somebody that speaking to him very soft spoken. You know, not, not not a big trash talker. Has social media, but doesn't even use it to market his fights because, at the end of the day, I mean, from from the man himself, he was like, I'm I'm just going. I go in there and I do my job, and 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 I win. And as long as I keep winning, I'm going to get to wherever I need to be. You know what I mean? And and I think that's. Always going to matter in, in MMA uh, as long as these executive rich fuckheads don't ruin it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, we're, we're having a nice, nice time show today, uh, but I uh, mm-hmm. definitely want to get to these next two fights real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexander Pantoja, Brandon Royval. Obviously, we went in this Ruben for Royval. Mm-hmm. Pantoja shows massive mm-hmm. dominance, picks up a second win over Royval, picks up a title defense. And looks like a pound for pound number one style fighter out there in, in the process, um, picking up a unanimous decision, you know, domination, basically bell to bell. There was yeah. moments in the last round for Roy Val, but, um, you know, Moreno was I there. Mean, they weighed him in as a backup. <laughs> I thought that was, you nice. know, I mean, you know, Pantoja looked great. I mean, I, mm-hmm. we'll see what, what, what his next few fights are. Hopefully we get some new blood, new blood where we can keep getting some fresh bouts. You know, obviously Moreno is going to deserve a rematch. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, but, you know, barring, barring the figure, you know, rock them, sock them back and forth between those (laughs) guys. Um, it'd be nice to see some some development of that division. And, yeah, no, it's and, nice and to get see a, different. Yeah, and just constantly, you know, get get a, get some fresh fights uh, there. And and but he seems like a great dominant champion, and seems like a, a good guy who who's got a good story and stuff. So good, good, good all around there uh, at one twenty five. Felt sorry for Roy Val, but he's young enough. Man, he'll make another run at it. He's, yeah, he's for, sure. It in him. for um, sure. Main event: Leon Edwards destroys Colby Covington, start to finish. Covington came out, looked slow as hell. <laughs> Uh, made comment to the person sitting next to me like something's not right here or he got old or he's having mm-hmm. an off night literally 20 seconds into the fight i mean it was it was you could tell you could tell that he was just it was just off and 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 that's no nothing taking nothing away from Ed- edwards edwards went out there did mm-hmm. his job and i mean just dominated the fight just like gsp or just like usman or any of those woodley or any of those other guys would have done in the exact same situation yeah, you know the um, Dana White was asked about, it and he said this. He had the same take that everyone else had about it. as far as Colby Covington. 
And when they asked, like, you know, you know, one of the things, one of the things he said about, and we just talked about how time is undefeated. I mean, Dana White was even like, you know, the problem is these guys like, like, if you wait, this sport doesn't wait for anybody. If you want to wait for title shots and wait for certain fights, you know, it's going to pass you by if you sit back and wait, like whatever you have, you know, when it leaves you, you don't know, you don't know it leaves you until you're in the fight, you know, and this is me saying that that wasn't something Dana White said, but he was hinting at this, like, you know, if, if you don't keep your blades sharp, eventually you find out when they get dull, when you try to use them. And if, if you, that happens when you wait like that. So I, in that sense, I, I get why he said that, why he, you know, when, when he gets mad about people not taking fights, you know, he made a really good, strong point about why this sport is so unforgiving. And, you know, it's, it's the, the, the changing of the guard is happening as often as it does, especially these days, because, um, we saw it with Colby like that. That might be it. You know, that, that I think that's pretty much it for him. You know, he's going to he, he'll be a co-main, you know, he'll be a main card guy still, but he'll be co-main next time he fights. For sure. And he should be. And I think he even, yeah. even resigned to that. I think he was saying a fight with Wonder Boy or a couple other fights would be something that would be marketable and be able to sell and, and make some sense. Um, my follow up question to Dana White, if there was an actual MMA media, would be <laughs> as a promoter of the biggest promotion in the world and somebody who's kind of by proxy responsible for helping grow this sport why as a promoter would you put a main event with a fighter who hasn't fought in three years how perhaps yeah. perhaps your job as a promoter shouldn't be to put somebody out there who hasn't shown that they even can walk across the cage without looking like an 85 year old man like how about <laughs> we start with that dana white like so <laughs> while you're criticizing him for holding out fights why didn't you have why are you promoting him as a main event fighter as a title contender when you when when he hasn't fought in three years so maybe we should let the muhammads and the and the mm -hmm. Rachmanovs and, and all these other guys actually be fighting for the title instead of just trying to sell the biggest pay-per-view numbers you can because mm -hmm. back, cause it's going to backfire on you. And I think you probably <laughs> lost some fans who paid for this fight and mm -hmm. then watched the main event and said, well, what did the UFC just sell me? They sold me a pound-for-pound -pound top guy in Leon Edwards against a guy who was appears to be extremely washed. So, yeah. I mean... That's that's how it kind of came off to me. Like, well, don't promote it then. But neither here nor there. Event, event. I would I give the event about a six and a half, seven out of ten. Prelims were a ten. Main card mm -hmm. had some real flashes, but had some letdowns as well. Main event was down, let down, and then it was a little disappointment for me. You know, seeing a couple of the legends get knocked down. That doesn't necessarily yeah. hurt a lot of people's opinion, but it hurts mine a little bit. Um, you know, you before we started recording, you mentioned the brawl in the crowd. I thought that that was kind of a joke. I, you, again, Dana White, you know, I know I'll take responsibility for putting them next to each other. You know, you know what you're doing. You, they admitted <laughs> that they admitted that all the smack talk from the press conference the day before uh, gave a 25% boost to a pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. um, so within minutes of him telling us that, then you get a fight uh, uh, between the other two dudes who just happened to be seating like three rows apart yeah. um, in a 20,000 seat arena. Makes no sense. Uh, meanwhile, you got Aljamain Sterling, who apparently isn't allowed into UFC events anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. I, you know, it's the promotion. It's the dirty, 
underground yeah. stuff. Um, I know, I know I saw like uh, Ariel Hawani went off, called it kind of the bastardization <laughs> of the McGregor area. I just call it the extension of the McGregor era. Me and you mm-hmm. were doing this podcast and doing interviews. Even before I had done some interviews prior to even us teaming up for a podcast with some other podcasts. And, and my whole thing was, this is not the MMA world. I like, this is going to create a, and I, I can go back to Chael Sonnen. Listen, I didn't like the Chael Sonnen stuff going after Brazilians and all mm-hmm. that other stuff. I thought that that was open. Son had a little bit more charisma and you kind of just, it was a different time. You didn't have copycatters all over the friggin' world that were trying to promote themselves like it. But I just think it's, it's the whole, it's this now where it's catching up to us where you've created this. We don't have the Fedors, the Igorov Chanchins, the, the even Chuck Liddell's and the, you know, Tito Ortiz talked, but Vitor Belfort's, you had guys that were just straight killers that had no reason to, talk about somebody's family or religion or or you know physical attributes or anything or sexual mm. prep i mean it doesn't matter what it is all that stuff <laughs> is all that stuff is lowbrow shit that's finally coming back and while the ufc might sell some pay-per-views off of it i do think in the long run that it's going to hurt the sport because you're going to get somebody to say something that's really really going to damage you know espn's going to hear something on their airs the error mm. that one day is, you know, or, or somebody's going to do something or say something, or somebody's going to retaliate. Listen, yeah. you, when you start talking about somebody's family and stuff, God forbid what could happen. Mm. I mean, some of these dudes are straight psychopaths. A lot of them are great dudes, but some of them are wild, crazy people. I wouldn't want to go after, I wouldn't want to be mentioning a lot about Strickland's family to his face. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, so there's that. I just think it's, it's not great. Um, I think it was kind of set up to happen. Uh, sadly, yeah. to say that. Um, well, somebody just shared something from like the early Ultimate Fighter days when Dana White kicked three guys out of the house for mm-hmm. getting crazy. Some, someone, somebody shared the clip and they were like, and that's what that's what they put in the in the you know the heading of the clip. They were like, this is how Dana White used to be, and now it's like the opposite is welcome, you know. And 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 I mean, I mean, a lot of people pointed out not just what you said. There's other people pointed out that's like, oh, it's it's funny how they had the 4K cameras ready, right, right there and ready to catch everything. So, yeah, it's I a mean, conspiracy uh, theorists. But like again, I asked somebody else this weekend, has anybody seen John Jones' scars yet? Have we heard any reports <laughs> about his surgery? Yeah, I mean, don't forget TKO. It's it's uh, it's the WWE and I mean, <laughs> and one of the most mean? egomaniac fighters <laughs> of all time hasn't posted a picture of his scar, his recovery, mm-hmm. him lifting weights after get, having surgery, him in re, in a recovery tub or anything, anything, anything from one of the most egotistical fighters of all time. It seems odd to me. And again, I'll, I'll probably be proven wrong, but until that day comes, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to stick to my guns that there's something fishy going on with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, the 4k cameras suddenly are available. Also, <laughs> you show me, you show me any situation where somebody can get into a fist fight, like 30 feet away from a former president and possible future president and nobody get put in handcuffs and taken away. Somebody else mentioned that too. I forget who, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was something that I was just like, Oh Yeah. Yeah, you don't like, even like, think about that. Like you had, there was so much secret services up in there. Like <laughs> he probably jumped over a secret service agent to get to, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they had to have been spread out that arena. Like you wouldn't have known. There could have been one sitting up by me, like up in the upper level there. They got their eyes on everybody. So to mm-hmm. just be able to even get to the point where you could do that and it not, and not create, I mean, for them not to rush Trump out of there or there even be a like, Hey, we need to circle Trump. Like it was like, Oh, okay. This is kind of planned. We're just laughing. Mm-hmm. We're going to laugh it off. 
rush them out of here. Happens at yeah. a great time too. Happens between fights, <laughs> you know, not not during the event at all. Never happened during mm-hmm. a fight. Happened, you know, at a timed yeah. position yeah. when the cameras were there. That's true. And, yeah. You know, uh, if those guys hated each other so much to jump over a chair, you would have thought it would have happened during the first four hours of the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, anyways, we'll leave it on that. But overall, it was a great weekend of action. Um, slows down a little bit now. Check out Grabaka Hitman uh, Kaposa on Twitter if you're interested in other fights going on. Um, he has his schedule and he can tell you everything about fight going on. Everything that's going on. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to Bulgaria to you know Botswana. So he's got them all listed there. Go check him out. Um, but fans can check us out and follow us on Twitter at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Edit Carbizal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. Thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate you, Kevin uh, Nicholson, uh, chiming in there with some good words for us. Guys, uh, you we... made it 2023 MMA better. Thanks. Appreciate that, Kevin. That's why we do it, man. If we can, if we can make anybody. Anybody mm-hmm. enjoys listening to this show, it's worth it for us. So we really appreciate those words, and that's what keeps us doing this on a weekly basis. Yeah. Enjoy um, your holidays, everybody. If yeah, for some reason we don't show up next week, we're planning on it. But if we don't have a Merry Christmas, <laughs> have a happy. Well, have a Merry Christmas anyway. If we don't for, see you for some reason next week, have a Happy New Year. But we should be here. Good night, everyone. <laughs>